0: the shape, I know I've never seen it this way, and don't let your heart be troubled, we're gonna be alright, we got the right man working for us, so pull out your Bible, blow off the dust, we need to pray to the Lord, he'll make everything alright, these troubled times are in, they ain't nothing new. Look what the greatest generation went through. The Great Depression and worldwide war. No, I'm not making light of the trouble we're in. In fact, we'll pull together like they did back then. We need a few less politicians and more of the load. Got a battle to fight Looks like it's our turn to sacrifice Ain't it funny in the blink of an eye How the whole world changed We're still the land of the
1: free And the home of the brave
0: We better make sure we stay that way Let's keep our faith in the Lord Cause God's love never fades This great country of ours Is in a heck of a shape no, I've never seen it this way And don't let your heart be troubled We're gonna be alright We got the right man working for us So pull out your Bible Blow off the dust We need to pray to the Lord You'll make everything alright I know I've never seen it this way And don't let your heart be troubled i are gonna be alright We got the right man working for us So pull out your Bible Blow up the dust We need to pray to the Lord He'll make everything alright We need to pray to the Lord
2: Time. It means that it it's time for Off The Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Ian Bush. Our opening song tonight was by our friend, who we now consider family, Richard Lynch, and it's called He'll Make Everything All Right. And when I picked this song to open up for the guest that I have, it, it was sort of like serendipity, because right before the show, my guest and I were talking about some things, And I believe that God has a hand in everything, and we'll touch on that shortly. But right now, I want to introduce you to author and designer Nancy Quinn. She is an author, a wildlife artist, a fashion designer, and a a leading creative force. She's finally known as the Montana Queen, and she is noted as the writer who paints with words. She has won prestigious literary and art awards, including the Will Rogers Medallion Award, and two World Wildlife Art Championships Awards. Her most recent book, Still West of Nowhere, spent the first four days of its release on Amazon's Top 100 list and the Family in Humor category. Her signature line of fashion and home decor features her original artworks on every item of clothing and home goods. She lives with her family, her dogs, and her horses in the wilds of Montana. And when I say the wilds, I mean the wilds. She shares a modern Western experience through her books, art, apparel, and videos. Nancy, welcome, my friend, back to the show. It's been a while.
3: It has, but it's so wonderful to be able to speak with you again, and I'm looking forward to talking to Ian, too. This will be my first time with him.
2: It will. Yeah, hey. Ian, Ian came to me during the, um, oh, I think too, too many years to count now, when his a group he was in of authors sort of went belly up. I said, okay, just come on and I'll I'll mentor you and and work with you. And then I brought him on the show, and then I had him doing guest hosting when I had to be out during Jack's last months of life. And then after we took the show off there for a while, and decided said, come back and sit in. You want to come play? And here we are. <laughs>
1: it's wonderful. Yeah, I uh I continuously I know we were talking before the show about being positive and all that. I continuously um thank Yvonne for
0: just asking those
1: simple words cuz um more often than not those that that uh that situation really kind of saved my life. So
2: God has a hand Very in everything. Yeah. So yeah. so Nancy, let's get caught up. You um, have been one busy, busy woman. You've got a fashion line using your artwork. You've written a new book. You still have whiskey, and, but that, you, lost, you, you lost one. Was it whiskey you lost or the other one?
3: No, actually, it was Star. It, it was, was Star. Star was our rescue horse. And we had him for a couple of years, and he was really quite severely abused uh, by the time he came to us. And he needed a place, and so we adopted him and brought him in. He, he mended and he healed, and he was about the happiest horse I've ever seen in my life, truthfully. And then, um, unfortunately, we did have an unexpected accident, his, his hip that was damaged that we thought was okay um, did break and give way and so there wasn't any way there wasn't any way I could save him I, I thought I did but I couldn't save him from that but we still have Wilson who is the family comedian and we still have Whiskey Whiskey is 35 years old now
2: wow, wow.
3: and he's doing great he's our little Morgan and uh, it's you know, he, he's just still a joy for us, and he does have his troubles, ups and downs. But he's he's doing well now, and he eats like a horse, and uh, <laughs> he needs a lot of special care and, and special food. But he is definitely, definitely worth the effort.
2: Well, I know that when I have seen the pictures that you post, I just want to come through the pictures and just hug them because you know I'm a horse person. I love horses owned horses and people say well they're stupid animals horses are probably some of the smartest animals out there
3: oh they're they're very intelligent and they're very intuitive they they can really read your feelings and and your body language and i truly enjoy enjoy the boys and they love to get hugs when whenever i post a photo of them in social media, everybody says, "Oh, hug the boys, hug the boys," and so I go down and I give them hugs and I actually tell them with names and and read the names to them. You know, oh, this person wants a hug and this person wants me to give you a hug and and uh, when they have a birthday and I post about their birthday, I always tell them, you know, which which person is telling them happy birthday and I think they they really like the extra attention now wilson adores it he's he's a he's a social media horse he <laughs> anytime a camera comes out he actually comes running and he even crashed whiskey's uh birthday video so, oh no yeah yeah he kind might of as well, well call mr ed, ed huh
1: uh, exactly
3: yeah he he always has things to say you know Will uh wilson Whiskey is a little more reticent. He he doesn't like the camera as well. But if you have one, Wilson will come running.
2: He is, and he is something else. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not friended um, Nancy, you should, not right now, because the show's not over. Because when she talks about Wilson being a camera hog and his personality, when she takes those photos, it's like he knows he's being photographed, and he knows that he is the center of attention, and he just revels in it.
3: He does. I have videos of him where I've actually taught him how to paint. He holds the paintbrush in his mouth, and he paints on the canvas. Oh and my. If I'm If I'm baking, he's always right there at the window just watching and, and waiting and, and hoping, you know, for a cookie or something. He's, Yeah, he's... he's uh, Got quite the personality, and it it just shines through in everything that he does.
2: He, he had to have been a person <laughs> in another life. He he's just too much like a human being. <laughs> it's
3: true, he really is. And 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 it's interesting when we have other types of animals that come through uh, the yard a lot and down by the barn. We get we get wolves, and we get grizzly bears, and we get moose and. And a lot of those things he's naturally, you know, he's kind of afraid of, and he'll stay away from them. But when the deer come in, he'll let the deer come right up to his feeder and eat out of the feeder with him.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And yet if a a cow gets loose from one of the neighboring uh, ranches and wanders on, he doesn't even need a cowboy to ride him. He will actually herd it and move it, and push it and move it away and, and get it to leave. It's it, it's quite amazing who his dinner companions are. He, <laughs> some, He's amazing. Sometimes he tolerates them and sometimes he doesn't.
2: Now, now yeah. ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand that when Nancy is talking about these um, visitors that she has, she doesn't live in the city. She doesn't live in the country. She lives literally on top of a mountain in the state of Wyoming which still Actually I'm I'm in
3: Montana.
2: I'm in Montana. And yeah, I had to correct you, on, you on that
3: one.
2: I was in another state for a minute. But she literally <laughs> lives on this mountain and it's all rural. It's, it's it's there's like she said there's cattle ranches for miles and there's there's nothing there. In fact when the snows come, sometimes the people down in the valley don't sleep until spring thaw. Am I right?
3: <laughs> well, we uh, that that's almost right. Yes, we we do have to spend quite a bit of time plowing. We have about a mile down the mountain, around the curves and cliffs, to get down to the the main hard road, which is the highway. And of course, we try to keep it open as much as possible because you know we in case of emergency or we do need to get out we go to town maybe once a week but it's true we we do limit our activities in the winter because the montana winters are quite quite brutal and we can get you know 20 below we can get 30 below and you add wind chill onto that and it can get get quite cold i think our record temperature up on the pass was negative 51.
2: oh and
3: so there are times hair. when it's, it it gets, uh, as they say here, it gets a bit nippy.
2: Like, yeah, a little bit. A little, little bit. bit. And, and ladies and gentlemen, on the last time that, that Nancy was with me, she and I talked about the fact that one just doesn't go by a mount and go move on top of it. One has to understand the environment, the dangers, the challenges, the rewards, the harsh winters, all the things that that you don't get in cities or in a country About living, living on a mountain like that, you've got to be hardy. You've you got to understand that you're there for the long haul, and you just can't just up and say, well, I'm done here. Because, no, it doesn't happen that way. Right, Nancy?
3: Well, that's true. There's, there's a real investment of your time and your heart and your spirit when you decide to take on this kind of a lifestyle. It is quite different. We're we're very rural. We are surrounded uh, by the wilds by by wildlife. It's it's enchanting and it's beautiful, but it's very dangerous in certain ways as well. And so you have to really decide that you're going to be able to, you know, to take care of yourself in this situation. As much as you enjoy the beauty, you have to know that there's a dangerous uh, element to this kind of lifestyle. And once you figure that out, and, of course, in my first book, Go West, Young Woman, it was all the learning curve because we made a lot of mistakes, and there's a ton of humor in that book. You know I like to focus on the more positive side and, and you know, look at everything in a bright way, but um, I kind of made fun of some of the mistakes we made, but some of them were, were. You know, <coughs> A little, a little dangerous, and but once you get over that and you start learning more about how to live here, because it's not like living in a neighborhood just in the middle of nowhere. Um, but once you start figuring that out, then you get a little bit more relaxed attitude, and and you start sort of building more into your daily lifestyle, and then and then the, the stories become you know kind of funny and heartwarming. But i I always tell myself you don't know everything about being here, so it, you know don't don't get too complacent and there's always something new that's going to happen and I've been saying that now for fifteen years
2: yeah, I mean this is the same woman that has had a um let's see there was a cougar on her swing set and a bear in her backyard that that was several years ago, so Ian. Jump in, honey.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I knew this show is gonna be a little bit uh difficult for me, um, because of the mountains and whatnot. I uh I really uh, enjoyed the mountains for a while, especially, um being from Michigan. We we don't have mountains. I mean we have big hills, don't get me wrong, but we don't have mountains. And uh you know, there there's uh there's there's just a few wounds right now that are a little too too open to talk about the melons, but uh, I hope one day I'll, I'll enjoy them again. <laughs> I know I, I'm trying to stay positive too. See, like I'm trying to like get in there because I know exactly what you're talking about, but it, it's bittersweet because um I don't think I don't think I'll ever go to the melons again. To tell you the truth, like I think it's I think it's too uh, I think it's too painful, and that's I don't think people talk about that. A lot, how um certain things can make it to where you just never have the will to do it again, you know
3: well, you know everyone has to decide what's right for themselves,
0: yeah, and of course,
3: yeah, you know that's that's about the only way i can can look at it, but i hope I hope in time you know whatever is is um whatever that wound is that in time yeah. will be healed, whether you come to the mountains or not. Um, yeah. But I do understand that this life is not for everybody. And it's very unusual. It's very different. Um,
1: oh, yeah. I mean, you know,
3: there, there's a lot it, of fun things I mean, about you, it. You,
1: you explained it so well. It's, it's part enchanting, part thrilling, part scary. You know, um, there were times when uh, I went up there and, you know, as a, like I said, a proud Michigander, I thought I could handle it. And then the pipes froze, and the air conditioning shut off, and you can see your breath, and you're huddled in a room, and you're stuck on a mountain, and you barely have enough food, and all you got is the company and the wind blowing, you know. So
3: um, that can happen. And
1: uh, yeah, oh yeah. But,
3: but you know, I I know what you're saying. Of course, I was from Michigan too. I was born outside of the. Uh, Detroit area in Southfield. So, yeah, there I you spent are. many. Yeah, I did. I spent many years, many years there. Um, part of what we do up here is a tremendous amount of planning. And so we're always looking at our plan B. Um, it's it's important to to understand the elements and to understand the lifestyle, but we always have like a backup plan. So planning is, and, and being in a military family, I think that maybe that came easier to us than it does to a lot of people. Um, no matter what we're doing, we always have a plan. If we're going to town, we have a list, and, you know, we have a plan. <laughs> it's going to be the grocery store. It's going to be the target. And, and they're planned in order of which one's the closest and where we're going to get there. And yeah. I know it's a little crazy. but No, yeah, it's I not. I, think, I
1: mean, it's essential.
3: Yeah, I think having a having a plan – uh, helps to make those kinds of makes those kinds of things easier but um, like the other the other day uh, a while back just just for something a little uh, a little fun for you to think about uh, we were looking outside and this bobcat was uh, coming by and he was going by I think it was the dining room windows and so my daughter was able to get a quick picture for me and he was just a beauty um, pretty young there wasn't any marks on him or, or anything. So I, I don't think he had been out there in the wild all that long, but, but just gorgeous. So it really inspired me. I put it out on social media. Everybody loved it, and they all talked about it. And it, uh, long story short, I ended up creating a cookie recipe in my kitchen, and the cookies look like little paw prints. And the little chocolate pieces make the toes, and I poured some chocolate on to make kind of like the pad that would you would see on the, on the print. And so I, I have a video of um, the cookie recipe because I love to bake and I'm always sharing those things. But it, it was just kind of an illustration of the idea that whatever happens to come your way, you can you can use it in an inspiring way, and in a way that makes other people happy. So I push it out and I share it and then they can see what I saw. And that
2: that cookie was absolutely beautiful.
3: It, they were fun. They were a lot of fun to make, and it took me about three or yeah. four tries of recipes because everything that I put out to you is of my own creation. So if it's a cookie yeah. recipe, it's not one I copied off the Internet. It's, it's under the Nancy <laughs> Quinn name, so... I'm in the kitchen three or four times going, oh, it needs more sugar. No, I didn't like that. This didn't turn out. The texture's bad, whatever. And so my family is just like, please, please just pick a recipe and stop making us eat this.
1: Well, it's you know, funny, too, do that, you it. know, when you when you think back on, the, on those memories and whatnot, and kind of going back to, you know, my little mountain story, right, um, sometimes those are the best memories. It's just in the time. You don't uh, – you don't respect it or you don't value it until it's gone and, and then that's just what it is is a memory or a photo that's would true would you agree
3: yeah that that's true um i tend to have i tend to have a different perspective on my life and and i'm not mm. trying to say that my way is like the right way or the perfect way or but from a very young age um difficulties that I went through, the losses that I went through taught me very quickly to not take things for granted. And yeah. so even even growing up and being young, I was always really aware of, of not just appreciating what I had at the moment, but how important my plans were for the future because for a long time I just lived for the future. And and now my future's really good and, and I'm enjoying it tremendously. And yet I'm still planning for the future. So I think you're right, Ian. I think it's really important to appreciate what you have at the time because then when you look back on it, you don't feel like it's a loss or you don't feel like you're missing something. It's
1: Yeah, it's and kind of, it's I kind think kind that's still why I there
3: like – go ahead. I was just going to say it's still there with you.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's why I like photos so much because, um, you know, when everything is all said and done, at least you have – that little snapshot of of history that you can um, always look back on and reminisce and enjoy, you know?
3: I do. And, in fact, I actually see art in the same way. I'm a wildlife artist. That's what I specialize in. So when I'm working on a painting, sometimes it's from a memory or sometimes it's from something that I'm particularly studying. You know, like, for example, we have the... Um, we have a nesting pair of golden eagles out here. And Ooh. so I, um, oh, they're gorgeous. And I see them all the time. They're circling and they're hunting, you know, in the front meadow. And so I created this, this gorgeous, uh, almost life-size painting of a golden eagle. And what I want the art to, to do when someone sees it is to maybe educate them a little bit or uh, have them learn something about you know the subject of the painting or just speak to them you know in some way sometimes it actually reminds them of memories that they have in the past oh i remember when i saw that when i was here or there so i want them to connect with it emotionally i don't want them to just appreciate it and say oh gee that's such a pretty painting or your technique is so lovely i'm glad and i'm i'm happy that they notice those things but mostly what i want them to feel is a connection to it that it brings back a memory or it inspires them to study something or look it up or they just they just feel good when they look at it so art can work in the same way as your, as your photograph
2: that is very true that is very very true and and that segues that, into you said you had train story this train story is important to you so tell me the train story
3: Well, it's just important because I think it is so incredibly charming and and illustrative of a very rural kind of life. Um, Here in Montana, in a lot in the West, you have uh, train tracks that usually follow your highways. And so it's not unusual to have them very close to the highway and also close to rivers. And you have little um, cafes and, and saloons and they just kind of dot the landscape all over in these little tiny towns. Well, we have a small cafe that's near us and my daughter works there. And she came home one day and she said, "You know, I have this really interesting thing to tell you. It's it's so fun." And she said, "I got a a phone order in for a box of of cinnamon rolls, which is, you know, that's that's pretty common. That happens a lot. She's getting everything prepared. And she's looking out the window, and here comes the train. And the train starts to slow and slow and slow, and the train stops right in front of the cafe. The engineer jumps out, runs across the highway, comes into the door and says, I put in an order for cinnamon buns. Are they ready? Oh, my goodness. And she says, oh, yes, they're right here. So he grabs them up and hops across the highway again, gets into the train, starts everything up, and begins to continue on down the tracks. So I just thought, you know, that is so indicative of what goes on around here, and but not something you would normally see or hear about. But we do get a lot of freight um, on the train tracks that come through western Montana. So I just wanted to tell you that because I know you like trains, and I thought, oh, Yvonne, will really appreciate I <laughs> do,
2: and that's just such a started, neat sorry. story because – it just it just doesn't happen and to be able to do that in in that area well you could write you could write a short story about that one, madam.
3: Yes, it's true, and probably in this next collection you know that I put together, that will definitely be something that's highlighted right now i'm I've kind of stepped away from our western life and i'm I'm actually writing starting to write another book um, that is going to be about all of the animals and the wildlife that I've handled uh, being a wildlife artist and, and how all of that came to pass. I'm hoping to have it out before uh, Christmas, but um, in time I'll go back again to some more of our our stories about living in the West because it's just such a unique kind of of lifestyle, and it's just so inspiring.
2: And And for people that don't know... You lived here in Florida and worked with wildlife here in Florida, did you not?
3: I did, I'm, and that's going to be a lot of the subject and the stories um, that I'm writing in this new book. But I lived in Florida for,
2: oh,
3: how long? About 20 years, I think, and had a, a career in conservation uh, wildlife there and worked a lot with the rehab centers and and helped uh, – um, wildlife that was injured or sick, and then I also uh, for a while worked with Audubon, and I took them into the schools and taught the children all about them, which that was really a a lot of fun. I I enjoyed that tremendously. So, yes, I have a a history of being in Florida as well.
2: So, so ladies and gentlemen, this beautiful woman went from what we call paradise, (laughs) and it being uh, slightly warm. All year round to Montana, where it doesn't get summer until July, and then it's really not summer summer, not like down here, so she's had two extremes of weather, and because she is such a resilient woman, she was able to adapt and and this says a lot about her character and and the fact that when she decided, and her family decided, this was where they were going. There was no turning back. And Nancy, that is to be admired. Not many people can do that.
3: Well, it definitely this lifestyle is not for the faint of heart. I have to say, and it does involve, you know, a lot of physical work as well. But we felt that the benefits were, were it, you know, that it was just worth it for us. And my children, who are now really growing up, I can't believe how much time has passed when I think about it. You know, they're they're now 18 and 22. So, oh, goodness, what does that make me?
2: Well, oh, my goodness.
3: They're <laughs> yeah. too
2: little to be 18 and 22.
3: I know. When, I, when we moved here, they were uh, 3 and 7.
2: Oh, my so, word. Time,
3: time keeps marching on, and we but we we raised them in this kind of environment they were homeschooled and they still had lots of activities and and friends you know they they did girl scouts and they did uh 4H and and they did horse competitions when when they were riding their horses they won ribbons and so it it, it was just um i just think it was a wonderful life for them to grow up with and and i'm really glad because i think it's prepared them for Whatever choices that they're going to make in their in their years to come,
2: I love it. So we've talked about your books. You've, you've got Still West of Nowhere, and ladies and gentlemen, this is about her homestead and there on top of her mountain. But I want to talk about your clothing designs and how beautiful they are. What made you go into that direction? And I know you use your artwork.
3: I do. It's, you know, for decades it has been one of my goals to have a line of home decor and clothing and hopefully in time even uh, dishes and dinner and chinaware things like that. And I just it just wasn't happening for a long time. Had a lot of doors closed and things weren't working out, but I recently had an opportunity and I really really wanted to give it a go. And it's been quite quite successful so far. It only started in November, so it's still pretty new. But everything is under my own signature label. So when you buy the clothing or, or a pillow or something that has my artwork on it, I have a, a label with my handwritten signature in it. And the goal, of course, is to not just do the retail, but in time move it into the wholesale department stores like Macy's or um, Target or wherever so I'm working on those goals as well but it's it's a wonderful thing to have the art translate onto clothing and it's just sort of another how do I put this I know people talk to me a lot about what I sell and it's true I do sell my artistic visions on different products but Yvonne, that's not really what I'm selling. What, what I'm really offering to people is an experience. Uh-huh. It's similar to with the paintings. When you put on a dress or a top or something of mine, a scarf, I want you to feel like a million dollars, and I want you to feel confident. I want you to feel you know, beautiful that you can go in and, and, and just accomplish anything that you need to do. And you know, when you walk into your home and you see my pillows or my, my placemats on the table or something, I want you to feel like, oh, I can relax here or I can sit down here and enjoy a beautiful meal with these, these things around me, you know, that are lovely. So, so I'm really selling that more so than, than the products themselves. And I hope that everybody who wears something of mine or buys something of mine, it just enriches their life and just makes it a little bit happier because we all need something bright in our days.
2: We do indeed tell the folks where this product can be purchased.
3: Okay, well, I'm working with um, a company called the Galleries. They are in Canada, so all of the products are made in Canada. And I'm really happy with the quality. i I think it's superior to to other places where clothing is manufactured. And if you basically if you just go to my website, there's a a fashion and home decor. And uh, there's a link to that to that storefront, so everything can be found on the website. I do have a boutique group that's on Facebook. That's a lot of fun. Uh, you can I I model the clothes there, and then the women who buy the clothes or buy the home goods put them in there, and men are in there too. I've had several of them uh, uh, put up photographs of this particular piece of art. Is the cougar? And it's uh-huh. actually the cougar that was here at our house, and I put it on the pillow. And a lot of people really love that, so I've actually had a couple of nice gentlemen put their photographs of their uh, their pillows, and so everybody talks about things, and i I get advice and I ask people, what is it that you would like to see you know on your home goods or on your clothes?" And so I'm always open to advice and try to give people some things that they that they want in particular. So it's like having a having a little tie to your own designer it's it's fun. Neat, and, well, I know you've got and some my questions. question
1: for you is: What makes your what makes your your designs unique? What makes your brand unique? Why why should people uh, seek you out?
3: Well, that's interesting. I think I'm unique because of of who I am and and my own visions and
0: mm-hmm. my own
3: ideas and my own interpretations of art. I do tend to lean towards things that are nature oriented, um, and I think that that probably is a little bit different than what most people see these days, which is more um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? More impressionistic kinds of styles. So uh, my art, for example, the cougar and the bear and the tabby cat, those those artworks on the pillows were actually reproduced from the artworks that are in my books. And they're very finely detailed. And they're just, you know, with the shadows and, 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 the, and the colors and things. Uh, I have a one piece that's done with feathers. And in those feathers, you can see all the shadows and all the tiny little details and, and the remarkable um, color reproduction. So I think between my vision of the natural world and what I'm offering and the fact that they're very well made and put together is... I think that's the right reason, and I think it'll make you happy when you have it. So I think that's why.
1: <laughs> but I didn't mean to say that to put you on guard or anything like that. I just I, – I know that every artist has a uniqueness over them, and I just wanted you to uh, detail yours for our listening audience.
3: Oh, no, I didn't. So. I wasn't on guard. I was just trying to think really quick on my feet. <laughs> um, I probably should have well, been Well, that's ready.
1: the beauty of off the chain. We all have to be on our, our, on our toes on, on this show. You do. never know what personalities <laughs> gonna come out in the day. <laughs> so,
2: other than your vision, and ladies and gentlemen, I've known Nancy for a while, and she's got a vision. This girl's eventually gonna make this vision work. So, let's say that this vision is is in the works. It's it's out there. What will you do from here? I mean, you're still writing. You're still. Mm-hmm on top of the mountain, you've, you've got your product out there. Where do you want to go from there?
3: Well, I'm actually kind of glad you asked that because the other thing that I'm working on right now is putting my book into film.
2: Good for you.
3: And my my new vision is to either see of a few mini series, movies, or maybe even a, a TV series from this trilogy of, of the three books and stories that are based in there or inspired from those, from those books because it's a, it's a really unique story. And I think, I think it's worth telling because of all of the, the email that I get and uh, the things that people are writing and saying about it. So there's clearly an interest, and that is what I'm working on right now because I feel like these stories are going to really inspire people and, and again, kind of take them out of their lives that they're in now. There's, I think we all know it's it, we've been having some pretty dark times, and so I think it's time to look for some encouragement and some inspiration and some humor, and that's what people are writing to me about, what the stories mean to them. I've had people tell me they've that the stories have helped heal them, that they've given them courage, that I'm, I'm rather humbled and kind of taken aback at the very personal stories that people share with me about what my work has done for them. And so I think that going to film would be the next way to reach a lot of people in just a different medium. Some people don't want to read, but they might want to sit down and watch something. So, yes, that is what I'm currently working on.
2: I am so proud of you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what we do here. It is mine and Ian's goal to inspire, to aspire, and to encourage the people that come on this show to stretch themselves beyond anything they ever thought they could do. And this is what Nancy's Mm -hmm. doing. She's, she's, She's going for it. We have a motto here Go big or go home And when you live on top Mm -hmm. of a mountain You're going to go big Right Nancy? (laughs) (laughs) That's about the
3: only way you can go
1: (laughs) Well I think it's really neat too That um, you know Our show is so dedicated To the indie artists right But there's a lot of themes And I didn't really recognize it until Maybe a couple months in the show There's a lot of themes that resonate with indie artists That could resonate with a lot of other things too um, a lot of career paths, just a lot of mindsets. And I think that's what makes us all unique and makes us um, such a successful show is that, yeah, we're talking about books and the writing process and all that, but we dig deeper. We dig deeper into the human spirit, if you will, what what makes good humans, what makes bad humans, you know, what uh, what makes confusing humans, all of that. and And we kind of bring down the show, and, yeah, we use the – the artist as, you know, the medium to bring us all together, but really like what we're talking about transcends a lot of topics and subjects. Wouldn't you agree?
3: I would. And, and you're right, because anything that is creative in nature uh, is, is going to come from a person's spirit. It's going to come from their heart. It's going to come from their own, you know, personal visions. It's, it's going to be, um, their experiences and their perspectives, all of these things go into to any, any creative medium, whether it's film or writing or, or clothing design. Uh, it's, it, that's where it has to come from. That's the only place it can come from.
2: And would it be fair to say that it also takes a dedication and an understanding that when it stops being a passion and starts becoming a job, it's time to do something else?
3: I would agree, in in theory to a point, because that's always the really difficult line for the creative artist, regardless of what you're creating, to move into the business side. Because there are days when it's going to turn into a business, and there are days where the the business will be in the forefront, and it would be very easy to say, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm discouraged, I'm depressed, and I'm going to go back to my easel and just paint for fun. But, you know, when you turn it into a business, you really have to learn how to balance those two sides. In a whole, I agree with you, because even on days that are business days and, and opportunities that work and some that do and some that don't, I still love what I'm doing. And so you're right, Yvonne, if you really stop loving it, then it's it's time to move on to something else. But... I didn't want to leave you with the impression that, oh, it's so wonderful, and I just paint, and I write, and everything falls in my
2: lap, and it's all wonderful, <laughs> and, it's all wonderful and it's all happening.
1: Right. <laughs> everything was so easy for me, right? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> but we know no.
2: different. We all know different. Oh, we, we
1: do. We that well,
2: that other side, but that's still a passion to us. But is. when it becomes a drudgery, that's when it's time to go, okay, it's time to to do something else with my life because – if yeah. it becomes a drudgery, then your production, if you will, or your ability to, to be the best that you can be no longer happens.
1: That well, but to... I want to be really careful with that because we say move on to something different and whatnot. But sometimes, and we've had plenty of uh, guests on our show talk about this, sometimes we don't have to move on and forget. Sometimes we have to move on and come back. Ah, there is that. Well,
3: you can come back. You can also combine. Um, you know, there They're there testing. are yeah, there are other ways of of maybe even sort of taking some elements from from one career path and applying them to another. Yeah. So yeah, I just I always get really.
1: But... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I I always get really scared about saying moving on, because mm-hmm. um, I think I'm I'm too sentimental for my own good. Um. I I i I see I'm even getting all stuttery just trying to get the words out. Um, when I move on, usually I forget. I don't I don't remember. I just move and it's like, All right, it's dead, it's gone and I, I would be afraid if some of our listeners felt the same way that when we say move on they would hear, forget it and and, and don't come back to it. I'm still learning that as well, uh, you know, being one year from, from death, essentially, um, <laughs> that when you move on, you don't have to – Yvonne loves that. I, I, the only reason I say that now is just because I want to hear Yvonne laugh. But um, when when I have to move on from things, I, um, I, I have to learn that you can't forget about them necessarily. Like you just kind of keep it in your back pocket. Would you agree? Or are you I the type agree. that when you move on, you 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 run down that road and you don't look back?
3: Well, you know what? I think it depends on what you're moving away from.
1: Yeah, oh, um, agree, agree. I, agreed. I, 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 I really was do. I, I was pushing it more towards the art thing because um, mm-hmm. I, I again, there's been so many guests that uh, they are like, oh yeah, I I took a hiatus, but then I came back, you know, and I. I want to keep that positivity up, too. I don't want people to hear move on and think, like, oh, I'm going to forget everything I did. You know, like, pauses and breaks are, are, are wonderful things.
3: <laughs> well, they do because they give you time to regroup and kind of refresh yeah. yourself and your and your ideas. And, and as yeah. you grow and change and mature throughout your lifetime, whether it's just about your work or about yourself as a person or, or how you fit into your family – you're always in that state of of flux. I mean, there's always going to be changes that you're going to have to adapt to. So what you have to decide is, what is it that I want in my life? And so you, you move forward into, you know, the good things. The bad things, they'll always be there, but they don't necessarily have to be in the forefront of what's going on. You can't erase your past. You can set it aside for a while and decide not to visit it, but it'll be there. But you can look back on the good. You can look back on the bad. But keeping perspective is what's important. And you can't give one area too much weight. You know, you you may have heard something like, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, um, don't look back for too long because you don't live there anymore.
2: There is that.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. So I think it's, like I said, it's, it's kind of a balance. There are some things that are best left behind that you don't look back on, but you know they're still there. But you're never going to erase them completely. So let's let's not focus on what, those.
1: What's something that you've moved on from?
3: Oh my, um, well, in
1: ma'am, you you question. do not understand. Yvonne has taught me well.
3: <laughs> yes. Clarify. We do, we don't
1: ask easy questions on this show. <laughs> they they they, yeah. they dig deep. <laughs>
3: Clar- clarify clarify your question a little more.
1: Um, what is something area, that...
3: That's a pretty broad question, so... so pen- it pen- is, pen- just pen- in
1: general. Yeah. Uh, in general, what what's one situation in your life that you moved on to... Um, you moved on and you came back, and what's one situation that you moved on and you never came back, and why?
3: Oh, my goodness, and you're asking this now when I have no time to think... <laughs> exactly That's, how much dead air do you want <laughs> do,
1: do, you, do you know why we do this right it's because in about That's two good. minutes if you believe it or not we're going to hit that ten minute mark and I want to make sure that I leave a question that makes the listeners go ooh and wants to bring you back I know Yvonne and I want to bring you back but now, now we have like the, the you know cliffhanger like, will she answer it in these next two minutes, or will it be dead space? And we'll hear Yvonne and I just breathe heavy into the phone in anticipation, waiting. Oh,
3: okay. The anticipation, is that kind of like the catch-up commercial? Do you remember that That one? That's, uh, yes.
2: Yes.
1: Remember He's the one? waiting yeah. Carly for the drip.
3: Charlie <laughs> Simon sang the song. Remember that, anticipation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess well, I'm that not sure able- if I... Yeah, I don't know if I have both answers for you, but I could, I could probably, I could probably take one, and it's, I think it's, it's rather a ubiquitous uh, answer if you want the truth. But I say what I have moved on from is um, a lot of the pain in the past, people who have, have um, hurt me and and very damaging kinds of situations. I do believe that I have moved on from those. Are they completely gone from me? No. Do I have some nightmares every now and then? Yes. But is it a part of my life anymore? It is not. And I can say, you know, with certainty and with faith that those kinds of things are no longer, you know, in in my view screen. You know, they're no longer really a part of a part of me. Will I go back to them? No, of course not. Um As far as things like, you know, work and things like that, one of the things, and Yvonne will know because she helped me as she helped you, I did radio for a while, and I I enjoyed it and it was a lot of fun, and then I had had some some health issues and some things come up in my life, and I kind of had to start making um, decisions on where I was going to be putting my time, and so I decided to to stick with the books and the art, and the radio kind of got put on hold for a while but there is a time when i've considered i would love to come back to it
2: and you always have a place here
3: yeah it's it would be wonderful and i do think about it um i i find that having conversations like this are 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 not just helpful but again i think it's inspiring to people i think they they hear something that that triggers with them and connects with them and i think you know if if so and so did it then maybe i can do this too or or, or maybe I should give it a try. I was a little afraid, but if someone else can do it, maybe I can too. So the idea is to just sort of share this um, this collective encouragement and wisdom out there and, and help each other. I mean, what else is our purpose for being here? So, you're
2: very, yeah. you're very, that is very, very true. In fact, you and Mary Brotherton and another gentleman all got their radio start off of off of off the chain.
3: Well, that's because you're so willing to help us all. And
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Don't
3: know what we're doing, <laughs> but, but right, I can
1: I, I I couldn't have added amateur radio, uh, ho, you know, co-host without mm-hmm. without you know Yvonne's help and doing these shows every week. But
2: you know, we are only as successful as we encourage and help others to be, mm-hmm. and I I am one for sharing the wealth. I I am a firm believer that if somebody wants to step into this arena, they should ha- be able to have a platform to do it without going all whole hog in it and then going, uh, maybe it's not for me. So, off the chain offers that to folks if if they want to use this show. For their own little segment, hey, have at it, enjoy, and then if they don't want to do anymore, that's okay too, because we'll still be here, and they can always come back. Just well, we like had, you're welcome anytime you want to come back.
3: And and I may take you up on that. We we really had a lot of fun with with news from the mountains.
2: Yes, and, you did.
3: And I've, <laughs> I've actually had lots of um, other ideas that have been coming up for radio ideas that. That tend to be more on the uh, more on the in- inspiration and, in- and encouragement side of uh, conversations with people because I've, I've actually had people ask me that before about well you know you're always helping me with problems and and you should have your own column or radio show like an Ask Nancy <laughs> you know kind of like a Dear Abby thing and I, I'm thrilled when someone says that to me because I spend I actually spend a few hours a day trying to help and encourage even perfect strangers that write me i'm just one of those kinds of people i guess i have a trusting face or something but i get people writing all the time about you know i what should i do about this or what should i do about that and um i give them the very best uh, advice that that comes to me that i pass on to them and i've often thought about it my husband says you should have a show or a column or you spend so much time on it anyway so
2: that may be in the future Well, anytime, you just tell me when you're ready, and the the whatever nights that you want will be yours.
3: Oh,
2: great. Mm -hmm. See? See, ladies and gentlemen, this is how this show works. We either get an inspiration for a story, a song, or even bring a a former host back with her own show again. So stay tuned. Who knows what can happen? Anything can happen on this show. And we are now at our five-minute mark.
3: I just can't believe how quickly the time passes when when I get to be on your program, and it, it went pretty fast, too, with Ian. Of course, he was firing some of those questions at me. But
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: I, I learned from the best. I really seat. did.
2: <laughs> no, you're yeah. doing just great. So, ladies and gentlemen, she'll come back either with her own show and as a guest on this show or both. We don't know, but we know she's coming back to this show, right, Uh Nancy? You will
3: join us absolutely, okay. a- absolutely. I will be here. It is, it is always such a highlight for me and, and such a bright spot in my day when I know that I can be able to talk to you. and And it was wonderful to meet Ian too, because this is the first time we've had a chance to talk. So I'm much. Yeah, it glad was.
1: Of you. It was good to meet you too. I, I'm, I'm really, I'm uh, really glad that we got to talk, and it was really nice to have some good, deep conversations. I don't think humans connect anymore. And that's my, that's my. Uh, Five seconds of words of wisdom. <laughs> we we don't connect anymore. We gotta we gotta connect more deeply, more often. Amen.
3: Well, so that's why you have your program.
2: There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night at eight o'clock, right here on this show, we will have yet another one of our family members, country music artist Jeremy Parsons. And we've waited a long, long time to get this young man back on this show. If you've not heard him, please check him out because he is absolutely amazing. He is another wonder, another one of Michael Stover's um, people that he manages. And then on Monday night, we will be off the air on Tuesday night. Corey M. Coons will be with us again. And And all of this is happening while I'm moving to one house, closing on one house, getting ready to buy a second house. So I'm going to probably turn the reins over to Ian for a couple of weeks just so I can get my bearings and make sure I have Internet at my new place. So Ian will be setting up the shows, and whoever he brings on, I'm sure, will be a wonderful, wonderful hour. Am I right, Ian? I think it will. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Oh yep, see, I was talking during the mute. You you ah, talk, uh, you talked <laughs> me up, and then I had the mute on, and I got so excited at the compliments, and I forgot to undo mute. No, I'm I'm definitely uh, happy to take over the reins. You know, you know we'll keep going off the chain for you even when you're even when you're not around. So you, okay. you taught the student well. We'll we'll keep the keep the laughs and tears rolling, right? Absolutely.
2: So. Nancy, real quick, 30 seconds, your words of wisdom, my dear.
3: Well, oh, dear, those time limits make me, <laughs> make me have to think so hard. Well, actually, I don't really know how much words of wisdom I, I, I have to offer you, but what I can offer you is that I do wish the very best for you and many blessings in your new home and for Ian and his newfound career, and for anyone who is listening, um, I just hope that you you know that it's within yourself to follow through on your own dreams and to get out there and try, because they really are within your reach.
2: Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, again, join us tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, and go and check out Nancy's Boutique. Pull up Nancy Quinn. You will find everything you need to know about her, both on Facebook, social media, on Amazon. You'll find her everywhere. Read her books. Her stories are hilarious. I cannot even imagine living on top of that mountain in the middle of Montana because I don't do cold weather. So kudos to, to my sweet friend who I absolutely love. Join us again tomorrow night With Jeremy Parsons Next Tuesday night with Corey Coons And Nancy I love you my darling I'm so so glad you were on the show Ian? I will see you tomorrow night My love Thank you for being you I adore you I love you You're precious to me Ladies and gentlemen he's like a, another son to me So we will catch you all tomorrow night at 8 o'clock right here on Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Ian Bush, and our guest author and designer, the one and only, Miss Nancy Quinn. And, Nancy, you know when this goes up in the archives, I'll tag you in it so you can use it everywhere on your social media.
3: All right. Well, sending love back to you both and take care of yourselves, and it'll be a real pleasure when I speak to you again.
2: All right. Good night, y'all. Love you, too. Good night, y'all. Love you. Good
3: night.